This is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his trusty junior assistant, Mr. Luna. Yes. used to be the good guy. I used to help people. I, I know Now I'm the f***ing murderer. I just killed two people. Okay. Hey, uh... Hey, Luna. Hey. Hey, can you, um... Can you ever recall ever having an experience in your life where you were so angry or emotionally wound up that you don't remember like what you did or like you're just in like an uncontrollable state of some sort? Uh, no, I've heard this happen to a lot of other people. I've definitely been super angry and said things I didn't want to say that's kind of flew out of me in the moment. But I've never had a situation where, looking back, I didn't remember what I'd done. I, re- I don't remember the reason why I was so angry, maybe. But, no, not a complete blackout. Actually, I was working on this on an episode of Dark Topic about blackouts, and something I read was interesting on it, where um, some people will get so hyped up that their brain doesn't bother with short-term memory, and it just doesn't get processed into long-term and mm-hmm. they're like over overly emotionally charged in a rage state, say. Um, and also, there was another where I was diving pretty deep into, which I think is pretty on point. Where some of these people who claim to have gone into a blackout state or into a rage, into seeing red, say, um, they just have a lack of impulse control, and they're they're not bothering to check themselves they just go full out into it and and then you have people who maybe use it as an excuse and say mm-hmm. hey I, I just don't remember I don't remember what I did it's such a horrible thing that I did I don't remember but no right. not not for me personally um, I like to be a cannibal yeah I like to think about being a cannibal too but I just don't think I could eat a man hmm Mm. You look well, like I'll a you, you look like a can of bull. <laughs> Badump bump. That was good. Good one. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um y- you know, I can't really think of a time where where uh I I was that close. I had a I have a friend who was driving in his car and the guy in front of him kept like brake checking him and just was being a real jerk, you know. One of those very entitled on the road. And I don't know if the guy in front, he obviously didn't know who he was doing this to because my, my friend is uh, a mountain. Um, and they get mm-hmm. to a red light and my friend gets out of his car and goes up to that car, reaches through the window grabs the guy by the shirt and just pulls him out of the window and is holding him outside the window and just looking at him and then he like kind of realizes he's like what am I doing you know so he just lets the guy go and this was back you know in the 90s so like no one thought about filing assault charges because you know he he runkled his shirt but (laughs) but yeah man sometimes i I, i've always wondered how i would handle a situation you know that could potentially put me in that but 
I've never, I've never done a drug or anything like that that would put me into such a state that I can't recall. I'm I think you're sorry. Uh, state. Uh, sorry to, no, well, yeah. Even uh, without alcohol and drugs, which certainly will play a factor into most people behaving in a way that will put them in a situation where they might want to claim that they blacked out. Or and they're black, blacking out when you're drunk is certainly a thing. Um, but there are many of us who will let things build up build up, build up, build up, and then they haven't dealt with them in an appropriate way as of yet, or even in a negative way, and then something reminds them. Say something reminds you of your father who you had issues with, right? You see that with a lot of young kids. Somebody tries to knock them down, or sorry, I'm watching the op right now, and he's trying to swat a fly with a friggin' racket. I am so sorry. A little distracting. Sorry. (laughs) He is a cannibal. He's got them all... I'm sitting here listening to you. I'm listening to you, and then I just hear this. And I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, is it is it noise in my headphones? And then I realize it's a fly. Sounds like a mosquito. That's a good impression, impersonation of a mosquito. It's weird. It's my impression of a mosquito and also of a auctioneer at the same time. Anyway, I am so sorry. I totally... No, no, I'm done. (laughs) I mean, I think people understand where I'm going with that. There there are people who are without alcohol and drugs who will let things build up on them and then suddenly explode. And I can see that happening. You know, you go into a... When you see somebody who gets so upset that all that comes out of their mouth are like swear words, that's primitive language. That's our primitive language. You're almost behaving like a caveman in that, but you are behaving like a caveman when you see somebody just swearing. I've seen a lot in fights when it's about to happen, even to myself, where you just start to just swear like F words constantly, and you're not making any sense, and then it just comes to blows. Um, So I I think in in a lot of cases, there could be a lot of uh, buildup and then in somewhere else and then something reminds you of it or not even it just gives you an opportunity to vent everything you've been holding back and you let it rip and then you have no idea why you you can't say uh, you can't give any real explanation that makes sense as to why you attacked that particular person um, but if you can think it out it's probably been built out over a period of time yeah for sure yeah and I just did you get that never- fly no, I'm just gonna let him. I'm gonna let him live for now. Um, but no, yeah, I just hope. I hope I'm never in that kind of situation where I do something uh, that I'm in that state and do something regrettable. You know, that I would just be able to keep my head, you know, cooler heads prevail, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. anyway, um, so there's a lot of of call to get to in this case. So I'll just lay out some detail and we'll get uh, get right into it. Sure. So in June of 2012, Adrian Wallace from Clackamas County, Oregon, he lost it. Just lost it. He blamed his alcoholism on his mother, saying that she made him dependent. Uh, He said that she always put him in a position where he needed her. Like, the, the way this guy translates his life is so odd. Like that his dependencies were because of his mother, that she was constantly putting him in situations where he needed her. I could see someone being so controlling that that you need them, or that, that they need you, and that it's hard to get rid of like a very needy person or something. Right. But putting someone in a position where you need them all the time, I don't, I don't Well, it's really. crazy. Here's the, here's the funny thing about enablement. 
is that there's there's two sides on that. So people can yeah. blame everything on like, hey, my mother enabled me to be, you know, so that things are so easy on me that I don't know how to take responsibility for my own right. actions or whatever. Yes, it's like, right. It's like, well, you're you're also enabling yourself to be enabled, right? And right. they're just looking out for your best interest because they perceive you as a weak person that that you projected yourself to be that they need to help you out. So maybe you should step up and be a bit of a tougher human being for them to not feel like they need to enable you as well, right? Right, yeah. It's like if everything's handed to you, I guess you could fall into a rut of just being okay with that. But then blaming it at the same time to excuse why you're not you know, making an effort in life. Well, that's, that, that would be the uh, act of a weak person in the end too, to continue blaming and to continue right. needing a fall person or somebody to pick up their trash. Yeah. So Adrian is he's pretty much this guy. He hadn't worked in years and had been dependent on his mother for years. He moved back in with her in 2009, so several years before uh, this incident even happened. So since moving in with her, his life was full of mother-imposed dependencies, according to him, where he was completely dependent on her. Darn her, right? Mm. Oh, oh, why do you? In, in, in the weakened state of near parental slavery, all he could mm. do all day long was drink beer, smoke cigarettes, and play video games. Oh, mother, oh, why, mother you? Yeah. why you take care of me so good? Why, why you make it so easy for me to do the things I want to do? Such a death grip on my life. <laughs> but uh, that is, all this was that way until one day. His 16-year-old nephew made a comment that Adrian took the wrong way. So this made Adrian so angry that he started an argument with his mother and the 16-year-old boy. But being enslaved by his mother and not able to like do anything for himself, he felt like this argument that he had started... But naturally, it was a ploy by his teenage nephew was going to result in him being kicked out of the house. So this is all this is the way his the machinations of his mind, right, is the way that how this is playing out. So yeah. as most slaves to their parents are, you know, the parents get so tired of forcing their child to do video games and smoke beer that they, you know. <laughs> tighten their grip even more by booting them from the abode you know that's a, that's the way a slave a slave parent works right? smoke so, beer yes exactly yes. smoke all the, all the drugs, beer you want do mm-hmm. all the chemicals is that what you think a bong is uh op? Is that sure think Be- how a bong works you smoke beer isn't there a beer bong <laughs> right that you you smoke marijuana out of don't you get lit <laughs> <laughs> okay all right yeah <laughs> All the words, all mm-hmm. the tr- I, I'm up on all the trends. Um, okay, so I think that's that, that's probably enough to get things going. Uh, I'll, uh, you ready for me to to hit play on this? I am. Let's do it. Here we go. Nine one one, the location of your emergency. It's one eight eight nine two, Palm Springs. Uh, cancel that. One eighty eight nine two Indian Springs. Okay, what's going on there? I just shot my mother and my You shot your mother? I committed a double homicide. Okay, you shot your mom and who? Uh my uh nephew. Okay. 
um, what happened? I lost my mind. Okay, what's your name? My name is Adrian Graham Wallace. Okay. Do you know if they are, um, are they alive at this point? I don't think so. I shot them multiple times. Okay. Fuck, I just committed a murder. Okay. Where are you right now, sir? My home. Okay. What was my home. Okay. Wasn't going to be my home. What did you shoot them with? A three oh eight rifle. Where is that gun now? That's on the ground. Where That's at? Murderers do. Okay. Where did you where did you put it? Threw on the ground. Okay, outside or it's near the homicide scene. Okay. Where where exactly is that? Is, is it inside the house or outside. Okay. In the back of the house or the front of the house? In the front of the house. Okay. And are you inside now? I'm ready to surrender. Okay. Are I don't you, are give you... a shit about this life anymore. I don't care. Okay, well, I, I don't want you to do anything to yourself, okay? I don't want you to kill yourself. Yeah, I know. You want your case. No, no, sir. That's, not, that's not what Good. I'm getting at. Great. Fine. Wonderful. Okay. Are, are you inside or outside? I'm smoking a cigarette in the garage. Okay. My last cigarette, I suppose. Are you armed at all now? I don't really respect your cops at all, but no. If okay. they uh, treat me with respect, okay. I'll go ahead and be a prisoner. That's fine. Okay, you're, so you're not armed with any weapons any longer? No. Okay. Okay. All right, so... You know, just a really well-balanced individual here. You know, things like uh, he doesn't respect the cops, but if he's treated with respect, he will become their prisoner. You know, like, Adrian seems to ride this, like, weird line between coming to grips with what he's done, like, in kind of almost like a monologue scene from a movie on the call, and somewhere between that and being, like, a total drama queen. Like, Well, yeah. Super it's it's weird. actually he's he's playing the victim somehow when he's just killed two people. It's like you yeah. you want to you want to build your case, so you obviously you're to get me. He's, hey Adrian, you're the one who called saying you killed two people. She's not <laughs> accusing you of anything. She's trying to gather some information here. She's not right. the prosecutor. You're not there yet, stupid. And, yeah, and, exactly. And the, and, the, and the click clack you hear in the background isn't her taking notes. It's him playing Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Right. He's like, probably the last game of Super Mario Brothers I'm ever going to play, damn it. Yeah. You know what? Who are those friggin' uh, these Japanese developers uh, <laughs> who made Super Mario 2, made it way too difficult? Why can't you just hop on their heads? you got to pick them up. This is stupid. Probably listening to my thoughts while I play this game anyway, if I'm not mistaken. But I'll go quietly into your prison. Because I, you know, it's like, he's like, I'll go as a prisoner if you're going to take me, but I did yeah. just totally kill two people. Right. So, and I could, so I could, weird. I could, uh, I, you know, I could take out your cops if I wanted to, yeah, but exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to let you in because I surrender. I'm good at Call of Duty. Um, yeah, the guy's like, he's got a really weird. Okay. Also, you heard him say, uh, um, are you, where are you? Are you at home? Where, where are you? I'm at my home. Well. Used to be my home. Used to be my home. It's not my home anymore. Before I that, killed everybody in it. Yeah, because he was so worried about getting kicked out of his home that his final solution was to just get rid of the home altogether. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. As you can hear, um, 
as you can hear, what he's saying there is, uh, you could piece it together. He shot them outside the home. <laughs> they were trying to escape when he shot them with a 308. I mean, how else are they going to escape tyranny, though, if you think about it, than to shoot the tyrants who are trying to escape you? (laughs) (laughs) Once again, I mean, it doesn't even, the the narrative doesn't even hold up. You know, he's he's like saying he shot them, but they were like running away from him. And, you know, but all of this was being done to him. It's so weird. Sometimes I wonder if you have some screws loose yourself, though, up, because like we have a little laugh and we have a little bit of a joke. And then you go on to the next part, which is pretty sad and, and, and you know, hardcore of him like blowing away. You're like, he's like blowing them away as they go away. It's like a 308, one of my favorite weapons. Man, he can freaking really annihilate people from a distance. I know that. But, I, I think that it's like, um, in a way, I guess the way I view, like when I'm looking at this, I know that there is a hard firewall between the victims and what the tragedy that's happened to them and the sheer lunacy of most of the killers. In a way, there's a, there's a it puts the lotion on in every <laughs> single one of these cases, right? Where you're yes. like, that is so weird. It's so awkward. And if you pause totally. the it puts the lotion on part of the, of, you know, there's something to talk about. Yeah. You know, and not be completely morose, but holy cow. Like, I just love that that this guy is, um, what's the best way to put it? It's like a, the, the biggest victim idiot, you oh, know, yeah. possible. Big time, big time. Sorry oh, to put man. you on the spot there too, Op. I know you do. I know you mean well. We just yeah, we get some more I feedback there. You do mean well. No, it's it's ridiculous. Is there more to this call? Yeah, there is actually. Um would you uh would you prefer that I press play? <laughs> I prefer that you did that, yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Here we go. Here we go. Is anybody else there with you? No. Okay. Um, can I ask your date of birth, sir? I don't remember. It's okay. Uh, nine, 1971, I think. Okay. You, so you said that you, you went crazy, you had some kind of mental break? Well... I'm gonna open the garage door. I can't believe I did what I did. Okay. I, I wanna I wanna help you as much as I can. Okay. So whatever whatever you. No, need I did to... what I did. No, I I know, but any. People have been killed. Okay. It's, uh, it's a criminal act. I committed a crime. Okay. People are dead. They're not moving around. Okay. We don't know that we might be able to help them still. People are dead. Okay. This is it. Okay. I believe you. Oh, you didn't have it coming. Fucking scumbag. What? Uh, wh- what brought this on? Well, multiple repeated fucking crimes, child abuse, shit like that. Okay. A- against you? Why are you asking me this stuff? Just fucking arrest me and throw me in a cage. Uh, Sir, I'm I'm sending sending people to come help you, okay? Help me? Yes, they're they're on the way to come help you, okay? Hello? I just committed a double fucking homicide. I I understand. There's no help. You're just trying to protect your officers. Where are they? 
They're, they're I'm coming, surrendering. They're coming as fast as they can, sir. You don't do what I did and get away with it. That's against the law. I surrender. Just give me a fucking cop. I surrender. That's how it is. They're, they're coming as fast as they can. I promise you that, okay? If you're going to act like you're personally interested, I was an abused child. My scumbag family lied and lied and lied about it. And uh, I just snapped. Okay. I just couldn't take the lies no more. You're tapping on your keyboard. I can hear that. Yes, because I, like I told you, I'm sending officers out there to come help you, okay? And I'm trying to get them to come as fast as they can. They are driving as fast as they can right out of you. I promise you that. Well, just fucking kill me because I'm not going to kill myself. It's Okay, we, we don't want to kill you either. Yeah, you do. No, sir, I, I do not want to kill you, and none of those officers want to kill you either. <sighs> Did you read that in the handbook or something? No, I am serious. I'm being serious with you. I'm being dead honest with you. What part of double homicide do you not understand? I know that you, I'm had, a bad guy I, I know that you had to be hurting to do what you I did. I used to be the good guy. I used to help people. I, I know now that Now I'm the fucking murderer. I just killed two people. All right. So, you know, okay, to to what you were saying about maybe being a little jaded or or like <laughs> not uh what's the word? Um having empathy, Appropriate. right? <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> yeah, sure that word. That word fits. Um you know, I think of think about like th- what he was saying though, you know, about being like an abused child and stuff. I know people that that they they say that they were abused even by a family member, right? But the family just doesn't talk about it, and that that's a horrible way to to grow up, and could be maybe the bedrock for what you know what has become a life of victimhood, maybe you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can't imagine growing up growing up that way. So giving him the benefit of the doubt that there is some seeds of credibility to what he says is like this crap life and everything. I'm still trying to piece together what could possibly his nephew have said that could have, you know, thrown him off so much well, that he smokes them both. It sounds like he doesn't take well to uh, any feedback and he takes it right. all as disrespect, right? You know that song, Nobody Likes Me, Everybody Hates Me. <laughs> that yeah, that song's going go. through, going to the garden, dig some worms. Yeah. Going outside to shoot my family. Boom, boom. <laughs> like, he, that's, that's kind of, like, he, he, there are people who have been abused, sure, who are, you know, as, as kids and whatever, and, and they hang on to it and something horrible happens. And there are also people who want, everybody to see them as a victim and they'll even make things up to justify the way that their shitty attitude is all the time even the way that he's talking to this operator he's assuming that she's out to get him this entire time and she's saying she's playing into it too um which is all good because it's all just wasting time until the cops get there yes. he, he rec- he's 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 calling on it like you don't care about the type of thing oh but since you asked he rejects her her question there and then he answers it anyways right, right. so and after uh, she didn't really ask yeah he's this like but if you really care right. it's not a therapy uh phone in <laughs> man and and right. you're the one who's making all that up and you're still giving the the information needed if it was a therapy thing he's a pure victim 
Uh, yeah, he calls them scumbags there at some point too. Do you know what the definition of of a scumbag where, where that term where that term comes from? Uh, where scumbag? No, no, where? It's a used condom. Oh, really? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Holy cow, that's like a pearl jam moment. I'm like, oh whoa, that makes a lot of sense. I got yeah, one people, for you. Go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish I'm just saying, people people it. throw that scumbag term around a lot, and every time I'm here, hear it, I'm like, Ooh, you have no <laughs> idea how rough that is. Man. Yeah, that's like saying the c word, just like throwing <laughs> around the willy nilly. I think it's worse than the c word now that you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, oh, yeah, gosh, yeah, I'm kind, I'm kind of surprised that douchebag has made it into our society as much as it has, because that's pretty, you know. I giggle at cool. douchebag a little bit. Like, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's pretty nasty too. It's, it's everywhere as well. I would put scumbag above douchebag, but they're both kind Definitely. of in a similar category. Yeah, I'm used to douchebag. I'm saying it right now, so you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> you, obviously yeah, you, used to. You're it. using a douchebag right now. Well, yeah, so, you know, it, when you're not feeling so fresh, <laughs> douche. You should, you should do a commercial for a new douche company. Good when douche. you're not feeling so good and so fresh, they douche. should. Uh, you know what? They should. They should redo douche commercials in like an Italian restaurant. You know, it's all like dark and gangster like, and the gangster mob mob, mob boss is sitting here at the table, and then his uh, daughter comes up and she's like, "Father, when I'm not feeling, you ever f- not feel fresh?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, so." Uh, when you don't feel fresh, uh, gadoosh. <laughs> gadoosh. Hey. hey. Little Miss Muffet sat on the tuffet. Douche. <laughs> little uh, Miss Muffet sat on the douche. Right. Along came the spider and, hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? Oh. <laughs> what's in the douche? <laughs> oh, my what's gosh. What's in the bag, bitch? Oh. <laughs> Cleansing vinegar water. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, I had one for you. I'll tell you really quick. Do you know uh, where the term bunghole came from? Bunghole. Like no. on, on, you know, like sure, on. Uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead, yeah, bunghole. No. So on a keg, on a casket, like a, like a beer casket or an ale casket, sure. the big hole with the cork in it, mm-hmm. that's a bunghole. Oh, yeah, that's right a bunghole. Bung right in the bunghole. Damn, that's a big bunghole. Yeah. It's a huge bunghole. Wow. Anyway. Right. Good to know. And knowing, knowing is half the battle. Do-do-do-do. Mm. All right. <clears throat> so anyway, so interestingly enough, Adrian had been evaluated seven times between 1986 and 1999, which uh, sounds just on par on par for what he's saying you know his family never took care of him or anything except for they had him evaluated seven times so you know somebody's doing something how old is he sorry um, we probably said it earlier but he said he was born well i can't remember exactly when i was born who cares when i was born no one cares when i was born 1971 yeah. so <laughs> right. so how, is he like 40 on this call so let's see so he he's 71 i was 75 so he's he's 49 right now Pushing, pushing 50. Oh, this is a recent call? No. He is that now. Uh, now. This This call happened in, uh, let's rewind, 2012. 2012. Oh, man. So, Old enough. Take eight off of that. And what kind of math are we yeah. talking about here? Around 40? Yeah. Early 40s. By my math. <laughs> Damn. 
Yeah, still talk about your childhood when you're 40. That's a sure sign of uh, sad. a loser. Probably 42, right? But uh, if you count for Canadian inflation, he's like 81. Yeah, a Canadian dollar. Canadian, he's 81. Um, all right, so yeah, he was evaluated seven times, basically, you know, with over 15 years or so. Each time the evaluation came back with moderate to major depression, but never like schizophrenia or anything like that, which is what he claimed later on, later on, prior to his trial to be dealing with when he shot the two. Um, he said that earlier that day, he went into his room to kill himself, but then promised God that he wouldn't <laughs> kill himself. But and God's like, thanks. Yeah, he's like, oh, good. good. Dodged a bullet there. Adrian um but that he wouldn't kill himself but but his mother and nephew instead right um and that, God that was he like, actually, okay deal well yeah yeah almost exactly because he said that he had an, an order to attack and kill from God that's what he said but all the sky all the psycho 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 uh analysts psychiatrists right. psychiatrists never said that he had schizophrenia or anything like that. Yeah, no, he's just throwing everything out there that he can. I thought you were doing a Geico commercial there for a second. All right, well, is there more to <laughs> there this is. call? All right. There is. Um, surprisingly, this one's kind of long because the guy just monologues the whole time. I enjoy so, it. So, yeah, it's it's fun. I'm sure our listeners are, are happy to have a little more than like eight seconds of 911 call and then us jawing on for 40 minutes. Right. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. what am I? What, what am I saying? We're entertaining. Shut mm-hmm. up, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I love just put you. My cigarette, cigarette in my mouth backwards. <laughs> I spun it around as you said that. I was like, "Good one, op. <laughs> good, good one, burn. Oh, burn. All right. Okay. I see. Are you uh, you ready for me to hit play? Yeah, man. Here we go. Right after this quick commercial break. We got to pay the bills. Got to pay the bills. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay. I, I understand. I, I, I understand that you have done something horrible. You understand that I just killed two people? Yes, I do. I'm, I I'm used hearing. to be the good guy. I used to help people. Then a bunch of so-tell-me-about-yourself scumbags discriminated against me made me impossible to employ these betrayed me for the last time I'm part of a family that child molester scumbags I agree I agree and like I said Uh uh, 911 operator stuff no that's not what I'm that's not what I'm doing what you're trying to do is keep me on the phone so the cops can sneak up on me. No, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to sneak up mother. on me. Do you understand? I they're not, not going to sneak up on you. They, they know that you know. I've, I've told, I told them that, that, that you are aware that they're coming. They're going to stand in a prison cell because I don't want to do this anymore. They're, they're coming as fast as they can, I promise. They are not trying to sneak up on you. They know that you called. Just give me some handcuffs in a prison cell. Shoot me in the head. Kill me. Sir, nobody wants to kill you. Yes, you do. Nobody wants you dead. 
What has happened okay, to you is we'll horrible. Okay, we'll do it by the process of law. We'll what has happened to you is horrible. Stuff, then you'll kill me. No, what has happened to you is horrible. What happened to your family is horrible. What happened to everybody here is horrible. My mother's brains are on the driveway. Okay. The driveway I cleaned for her and... Uh, And I, I know, know you don't feel good about that. I know you don't. They're coming I as fast understand. as they can. They are coming as fast as they can. Well, they're being real slow because they're going to see a mess and it's going to be a tragedy. All right, man. This guy just keeps talking. And talking. Yeah. Oh, he'll talk forever. Uh, he he acts like she's not listening to him, but that's all she's doing. The operator. Um, brains on the on driveway. on the driveway. A driveway I just cleaned, by the way. Like like that, her brains that? on the driveway are her fault. <laughs> right. He's very he's so difficult to deal with. Obviously, this like, guy. Like she spilled a margarita on the carpet, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> oh, look what you did with your brains. Ah, oh, right. yeah, just cleaned that. <laughs> Everything's a problem for this guy. Everything comes back to him being slighted in some way. Even him shooting his mother's brains out on the driveway is a problem for him in a way. Like she's disrespected him by spilling her brains on a driveway he just cleaned, by the way. Right. Yeah, great. I'm not even going to get around to cleaning that. It's the last time I cleaned the driveway was the last time. This is my last cigarette, and this yeah. is probably the last time I ever complain about brains on the driveway. Exactly. Oh, man. Before you guys like hand me handcuffs to put on myself, and then I finish my last cigarette, and then you put me in a cell and shoot me in the head already. What does he think this is like? You know, uh, Russia in the in the sixties. What I want to know is who did he help? Like, I'd like to talk to those people. Mm. Like, who do you think this guy helped? Like, you know, he's like, I used to be the good guy, the one that helped people. Right. Maybe he did. Maybe he helped people. You know, he seems like he seems like an emotional person, which probably in some circumstances might be helpful, like, you know, sort of a romantic in a way, maybe. Okay, sure. But I also get the sense that if he ever helped anybody, it was to be able to hold it over their heads. Yeah, and shove probably. it in their face whenever, whenever he, he he's giving up everything. He doesn't realize it because he's, he's so he maybe he's a narcissist. He's so right. into himself that he doesn't recognize how much information he's giving about how poor, how bad of a person that he is deep down. By talking about how good of a person you are in a situation like this, it shows, you know, how f- screwed up you are and, and where, where your, your values are placed. All his values are placed in, in a in position to continuously feed his own ego. And even if he does you uh, a positive, he'll turn that into a negative to make that a positive for for the type of person that he is, where he likes to feed off of making people feel bad about the way that he's been treated, it's just yeah. a, this is the definition. He's the definition of a scumbag. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you see a vicious circle here. And before, when I was kind of saying, you know, they said he had moderate to major depression, but not schizophrenia. That wasn't really me trying That's to right. say like one is like good, bad, or worse kind of thing. Right. But but you know the point is when you're a victim. You can keep yourself in a tailspin all the time because it's very likely that if he had major depression and he was he was uh, evaluated as as such, that they were he probably was prescribed pills. And then we see this happen a lot with victims where they self medicate with alcohol or other things 
whilst taking the pills or in exchange for the pills. And so they never fix, they never resolve, uh, they yeah. never, they never get out of the loop and they constantly are going back to these professionals and I wonder if that's sort of when he was saying you know these so tell me about yourself scumbags like yeah. like he they he goes to them they they qualify him as maybe indigent or 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 disabled in a way so he can't work and then he he's either medicating or not medicating and so he uh, you know he he's he's refusing the medication or he's combining it with other things so he's making his problem worse and no one can tell him otherwise because he, this problem is created by so many other scumbags in his life yes and quickly too a lot of people who say that they're depressed well this guy's a perfect example of this he's not self-deprecating in any way he's not saying oh, sorry not even self-deprecating he's not saying he's a piece of shit he's not saying that he's a scumbag everybody else is so his depression if there is depression has nothing to do with the way that he feels about himself which is what most people feel in depression he thinks that yes. everybody else is the cause of the problems in his life so they probably need the medication and in this right. case the medication was a 308 <laughs> on the driveway that I just cleaned. Thank you Jeez. very much. Well, the complainer, Cal. Hey, there's a little bit more to this call. Let's 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 oh, listen good. to that, and then uh, we'll we'll wrap this one up. I've got a pretty yeah. good happy ending after this. Oh, I can't this. wait. Good. It's better than a 308. Here mm. we here we go. And I know that this is horrible. I'm so sorry. You deal with this stuff all the time, do you? Not like this, no. You don't have a confession on the phone? Not not usually, no. Well, I don't like your society. You don't like my society? That's right. I don't like it sometimes either. I, I know. Not like this. But f*** it. I'm very sorry for what's happened to you. Just get your cops here. I'm waiting to surrender. They're coming. I know. I don't want to do this anymore. Thank you for calling. What are you supposed to do when you shoot your mother in the head? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I hear a sound. My hands are up. Not like I care. And it's the wrong car. My mother's brains are on the ground. Somebody, please just kill me. Nobody wants to kill you, sir. Well, I made a deal a long time ago. With who? With God. Okay. What was that deal? help everybody I could help and I was going to walk away from everybody I couldn't mm-hmm. and I broke that deal today we all do things that we don't have any way to explain we all break promises with God murder we I'm don't a murderer now you know what, though? Each sin is still a sin. I'm a murderer. So you're a human being. Well, 
Yeah, and a murderer. You're that's a human not being. Okay. That's okay. That's wrong. I, I know. I know it's wrong. But we all do things that are wrong. They're dead. I know. All right. Oh, man, the, the, the scene that just unfolded in my mind, though, when he was like, I hear something, my hands are up, it's the wrong car. <laughs> Could you imagine one being him and he's just like in the air, brains are in front, you know, dead yeah. bodies in front of him. He's just like, hey driver by and could you imagine being the car driving by just being like uh, what <laughs> whoa yeah Dude. and of course and he kind of blames the car for being the wrong car too yeah it's, it's gonna, like ah can't even <laughs> surrender you know they, can't even surrender, surrender, right. it's not even him getting the surrender right it's about the car passing by not being the right car stupid car not being the right car on my surrender and then he goes on to be like um i was here to help them but I, I said I'd walk away, you know, if I couldn't. And today I broke that rule with God. Hey, man, okay. you're a 40-year-old living in your mom's house. Uh, you should have walked away about 22 years ago. Yeah, done something else. Take out a hard right. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Anyways, so, so Adrian tried for an insanity plea with the jury at his trial. The jury took, drum roll, please, 12 minutes to convict him on two counts of aggravated murder. He waived his right to an appeal, though, and that helped him to avoid a death sentence. So he's currently serving life in prison in the Snake River Correctional Institution, if you'd ever like to go and give him a sandwich. Mm. Or yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll receive you lovingly. If, you, if yeah. you're there and you're trying to show him some love that he's asking for and says he never got... He will uh, welcome that with open arms, clearly. This 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 operator, let's talk about her for a quick second, too. Yeah. She was trying to be so empathetic with him and give him something right. that maybe he... She didn't have to do that. And at every turn, he rejected her on that. He's claiming this yeah. is what he needed. And, and so it gives you insight as to how his relationship with his mother likely probably was or anybody in his life. He, he gave so much insight as to, as to how much of a scumbag he is just on that call. What yes. A, what a piece of shit. Really? Yeah, she, she kind of went full dog the bounty hunter on him. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, but like, oh, he'll I'm always arrest somebody. Yeah, and then he'll be like, man, don't worry, this isn't the end of brother. your life. You can do this, brother. You just get in, that, get, in, get in the paddy wagon. You know, do yourself, do, do, do 90 days. You'll be fine. You'll be back out. Let's pray. You know? Yeah, yeah. And she totally was like, yeah, she was trying to kind of lift him up in, in that time, but uh, rather than him seeing it as a hand. You know, a hand reached out to help him. He was just saying, oh, that hand's in my way. What was Dog's wife's name again, man? I used to be a big fan of this. It's escaping me right now. Um, Brenda? No. No, no, no. Donna? No. Dog's dog's wife? Oh, man. Oh, we got to get it. It was, she died, right? How do I not know this? I watched their wedding. Karen. Um, We'll ask Karen. Karen, what's uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter's wife's name? Ah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well, hold on, because I actually really need to learn. Dogs. Beth. Okay. <clears throat> Beth. Beth. That's right, Beth. Beth would always say to, uh, like, she was a little bit harder on them than Dog was, usually. And the one thing she said always stuck with me. I say it to people all the time. Get right or get left. 
Yeah, it's double meaning. That's pretty funny. I like that one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was the name of each of her boobs, too. The one on the left was Get Left. Get Right. Get, 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 <laughs> get. <laughs> Now she named them backwards. She's like, right. Dyslexic or boobs lexic. Right. So, so Get Left was Get Right. So it's like, oh, go over right. to Right and Get Left. But rest <laughs> in peace, though, Beth, man. Yeah, bless her heart. Wow. I think you say it. You have to she say did, that. Right. She did a lot of good. She did. She did. She did. Well, they both, you know, they both done some good. I don't know. I don't keep up on Dog the Bounty Hunter these days. Didn't he go to jail for a while or something? Like an how much would you pay if if Dog did die and like he was selling? They were selling his skin. How much would you pay to have like a couch made out of Dog the Bounty Hunter's skin? I would pay like five hundred bucks. I'll tell you what. I don't know if I'd sit on the couch made out of him, but I would. I would like to make a high-collared cape out of Dog the Bounty Hunter's skin so I could flip up that the, his hair onto my head when I want, and the cape flaps behind, and people are like, that looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter-colored tan skin, fake tan uh, skin. And I'm like, yes, yeah. it is. It's, that's, actual, that's actual dog right there. Wow. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, high-collared we'll capes. I'll check eBay when we're done here today. Yeah, see yeah, if you can find his yet. actual skin. Maybe just skin shavings. <laughs> see, they maybe, yeah, you could find that. That's gross. I don't think he peels now. Yeah, dude, no. Not enough moisture. Yeah. No. He's he's like a he's like he is like a leather couch. That guy's skin is so anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I got a happy ending. Good. This one uh you know like when they're introducing someone and they actually say this person needs no introduction but yet they're introducing them right it's kind of ironic well mm. i'm just gonna say i have no words for this call and no words are needed because the guy gives all the words okay good so <laughs> this we need one less words from us more words from the caller and the operator well, let's do it we'll come back and give you a, just a quick warm hug after the happy ending and we'll uh, let you guys Get on with the rest of your day. This is a good one. Oh my I like this one a lot. Yeah. All right, you ready for me to hit play? Yeah. Here we go. This is the ambulance emergency line. Do you have an emergency? I, I need a ambulance. Who is this? A Joe. Okay. Oh, where do you need us? I'm in the phone booth. Okay, what's the address there? <laughs> Hold on. Okay, Joe, I need a location. What street are you on? Uh, I'm in the motherfucking phone booth at the stop and go. Yeah, I'm in the... That's it. I'm in the motherfucking stop and go. On, uh, on, uh, wait a minute. How's... What's the motherfucking... How's the... Horrible... In, in something. In the motherfucking stop and go. Yo! Uh-huh. Hello. Let me see. I'm in the motherfucking phone booth. I'm, let me tell you what, I'm, I'm going down the motherfucking road, driving my car, minding my own goddamn business, and a motherfucking deer jumped out and hit my car. Okay, sir, so are you injured? Now, now, let me tell you, I get out and pick the motherfucking deer up. I thought he was dead. I put the motherfucking deer in my back seat, and I'm driving down the motherfucking road and minding my own business. The motherfucking woke up and bit me in the back of my goddamn them niggas, they bit me and it done kicked the shit out of my car. I'm in the motherfucking phone booth. The deer bit me in the neck. A big motherfucking dog came up and bit me in the leg. I hit him with the 
fucking tire iron and I stabbed him. I stabbed him with my knife, so I got a hurt leg and the motherfucking deer bit me in the neck. And the deer and the dog won't let me out of my fucking phone booth because he wants the deer. Now who gets the deer, me or the dog? Okay, sir, are you injured? Yeah, my fucking deer bit me in the neck. Hold on. Yeah, the motherfucking dog is biting me. Hold on. God damn it, get out of here. Hold on. The motherfucking dog is biting me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Dead call. Oh, I love the beginning. Who is this? And he's like, well, Joe. <laughs> like, yeah, duh. You don't know. It's Joe. Hey. <laughs> hey. It's your boy, Joe. I need a bambulance. A bambulance. Oh man, I'm tempted to start making I'm in the phone booth t shirts <laughs> with like deer and dog outside the, you know, deer yeah. and a dog outside. Oh, of deer and a dog outside. Yeah, there's a guy guy in, in there and, and it just says, I need a bambulance. I need a bambulance. Oh yeah, my gosh. That was like uh, Tommy Boy. Remember Tommy Boy when the, when the deer came to yeah. life in the back? <laughs> like inspired by. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, that's all I got. Hey, you know what? Let's leave this on the words of uh, Beth. What mm. does she say? Get right or get left. I love that. All right, everyone. Hugs. Hey, thanks for listening and supporting this award-winning show, everyone. Have you listened to our other show, Dark Calls, yet? It's the show where we play the calls that are too dark for this show. You've been warned. It's a Patreon-exclusive show, so if that sounds like your cup of tea, or about the price of a cup of tea, you can get that show, live-streaming video chats with Luna and me, plus a bunch of other extra content and features over on Patreon. Search for 1159 Media on Patreon to access all the extra goodness. The 911 Calls podcast is an 1159 Media production. Your loved ones would also love this show. You can spread the word and help us to gain even more awards than we already have. So much thanks to you. So many hugs.